there's something about songwriters turned singers that just makes them extra special when they take it to to that level. We can go to the pop world with people like Bruno Mars, Lady Gaga, um, Neo, Jesse J, or we can go to country where people like Marin Morris, Lee Bryce, Josh Kerr, Chris Stapleton started writing songs and then blossomed as singers. We are so happy today on the J-Rod Concerts podcast to have an impressive, charming, and so, so talented songwriter and now finally unleashing her voice into the world singer, Kat Higgins. Kat Higgins is originally from Canada. She comes from an Irish family. Uh, she was part of the Higgins family band that was pretty, uh, you know, pretty famous in Canada. Hit the top 15 on Canadian radio. Uh, was nominated for Group of the Year in 2008 and 9. And Kat moved to Nashville in 2012, where she came in strong as a songwriter. She started audio engineer. She she was prepared with her talent. Started writing songs and started writing songs for none other than Kenny Chesney, with his song "Knowing You," Carrie Underwood, which which her song "Mexico," for example, she wrote. She wrote these songs, and now finally, Cat is ready to release her own music, and oh my God, she's unleashed the most beautiful songs already. I can't wait for you guys to listen to some of these. Uh, she released earlier this year, We Go Driving, and she released just recently a beautiful one called Gol- Gone Let Her Go. So we, we welcome Kat Higgins to the show. We thank her so much for her in-depth conversation that touches on her life, her career. And for Kat Higgins fans out there, we have a surprise for you. At the end of the show, Kat is going to perform We Go Driving for us. And oh my God, what a performance it is, guys. Just a spectacular, spectacular song. Thank you, Kat. More information on Kat Higgins at cathigginsmusic.com. And guys, thank you for joining the show. Thanks for all the great feedback. For the new listeners, welcome. Um, if you like what you hear, please click subscribe. You know, rate five stars. We love it when you guys do that. It helps us a lot. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the interview with Kat Higgins. Hey, Kat. Hi, how's it going? Can you see me and hear me? I can actually perfectly. It's excellent. Yeah, I I, um, have had some internet issues, so hopefully it doesn't cut up too much, but. Looks great. Looks great. I like your plant in the back. Looks phenomenal. It's like songwriter's paradise. It's kind of the thing lately. Like I've I've noticed a lot of people are getting plants now, um, like filling their house up. So we, we yeah, of- yeah. I, people are giving more more attention to their backdrop. Right? I, I should do a little more to mine, but people are really getting original, that's a, right? That's a pretty good backdrop. You got you two in there. What else? <laughs> Black yeah, keys. I think I got. You know, I I should put some more country. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Well, good to talk to you. I'm glad this could work. Same, same. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time, uh, Kat. You know, uh, you're one of the most spectacular and in-demand songwriters in Nashville, and you, you've Aww. been for, and you've been for quite a few years. Um, and now you finally release some of your own stuff, and we couldn't be happier. 
So oh, thanks for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Kat. By the way, like, do songwriters ever get to turn off the button? Like, are you always getting like lyrics and stuff into your head in the most random like moments of the day? Yes, totally. It kind oh of, my God. Yeah, I know. It, it kind of can hijack a conversation because you'll be just chatting with a friend and um, it's like you have that thing that it happens to your brain where it's like, well, that could be a song. And so right. it, 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 those are the best songs actually when you stop and you just write it right then. So yeah, that's the challenge to know Ooh. how to balance. So really what happens if you're watching like Netflix, a movie, whatever with, with your siblings and you get this crazy idea, do, do you go to your notepad in your cell phone or you're like, excuse me, I, I got a dip. Like what, what happens in these cases? Uh, usually now I, I write the title down with um, the storyline, with the idea um, in, in my notes because I've learned how to like channel it when, it, when I want to, but yeah. I think the best songs really do. It's like when I have that self-control to step out of the room and just start, go, start writing it. It's awesome. really a lot. It, it usually is better. People are probably like, where's Kat? Wasn't she watching the movie? I like, she's just doing her thing. I she's know. just doing the cat thing again. I like that. And I heard Miranda Lambert once say that uh, the, the hard work in, in being a songwriter really does come uh, in the moments when you get inspired. That self-control to sit down and go write it right then. Um, that's where the hard work is put in, which is I can very much relate to that. You know, it's sure. It's doing it right then and there that makes a difference. So sure. Absolutely, Kat. So you're, so you're in Nashville, right? Right, right now? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. And how have you been with the pandemic and your family in Canada? How's everyone and you doing? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I love that you know that my family is from Canada already. That's cool. Of um, yeah. Well, I, uh, as you know, they, they closed the Canadian borders. So um, it's kind of weird to not be able to go home anyway, because I'm a non-resident now. I, I'm a resident of the U.S. Okay. Um, so I've missed them. We zoom on Sundays and catch up, but yeah, Nashville's pretty chill still. I mean, um, and I read, I read somewhere that you're like an introvert. So ah, yeah, has yeah. it been, has it been like, well, this is what I've been doing all along. This is right up my alley. Exactly. Yeah. My, <laughs> my closest friends and I always talk about, it's not that big of a difference for us introverts, you know? Um, I'm kind of a homebody. I've, I've never really been a, a bar a bar fly or, you know, someone that really loves the nightlife thing. I, I love just having a glass of wine at a friend's house and, and mm -hmm. that we can still do that. We can sit on the back porch, but um, yeah, you know, it, it, it has been challenging in terms of my professional um, life, you know, uh, everything is via zoom now. So it can yeah. get a little bit, you can get a little bit cross-eyed looking at a screen. That long. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Um, Totally, totally. And um, what were you doing in like early March, Kat? I'm talking like March 6th, March 7th, like the week before everyone's like rock got pulled out from under their feet. No, Well, I was planning my release plan, um, okay. my release strategy with my team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we kind of had this, uh, this whole plan. I had shows that I, that were booked throughout the summer that of I was course. super excited about. And, and so I was planning the travel for that and everything. And then, uh, yeah, no one really expected it to last this long, too. I think when it all hit, when the COVID stuff happened, Nashville had just been rocked by the tornadoes. Right. 
And so we were like, well, this, you know, we'll get back to normal. We'll be able to rebuild once this COVID thing passes, you know, in like two weeks. Little did we know it would be months of quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy, right? Especially yeah. now people were pushing to September stuff and it's like, yeah, it'll be fine by September. Yeah. Coachella, that will happen. And now it's like, no, let's September, 2021, fingers crossed. No, I think about like the, the, the major artists that have huge um, staff, like all these people hired for tours that aren't happening, yeah. you know, buses. Oh yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Freelancers, you know, everything. Everyone involved in the world of music, absolutely. I hear you can. So, anyways, so yeah, so that covers the COVID. Everyone, of course, wants to know how you were handling that. So, thanks for sharing that. Um, let me ask you a little bit about your early life. Are you down for that? Absolutely, yeah. Awesome, because it's fascinating. By the way, it's like a movie. It's like uh-huh. it's like a movie. Like who's gonna play you? I don't know, but someone. It's gonna be great. Oh, so, wow. you. you are one of seven kids. Yes. Yes. Wow. It's, okay. And uh, you grew up singing. It's, it's like a musical family, right, Kat? Yeah. We, um, I mean, we were little when we were singing together. And we loved the movie, The Sound of Music. Mm. I don't know if you remember that movie. It was a musical. Yeah. Um, my dad was always encouraging us. The Van Trapp family, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad is Irish guy through and through, right? Like, super. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. He, he would play stuff like the Chieftains and, you know, Cara Dillon and all that stuff, right? yeah 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 totally um i love it i have so much of my dad in me and we we just chatted on the phone a few days ago and um i was asking him about uh, a song that i came across like he's such a music guy so i'm super thankful that you know both of my parents were pretty musical they never sang themselves but they were very encouraging with whatever we were doing musically um and yeah, we started very young. Uh, we w- would record little cassette tapes for my grandma, my granny in, in Ireland. Who was That's alive awesome. Time. Is she still and alive? She, no, she's, not, she's no longer alive. Okay, well, what was her name? Uh, Mary. Mary. So, um, that's nice. So you record tapes and send them over. I think her name was Mary. Hold up, let me. Uh, I just called her granny my whole life. <laughs> I think it was Mary. I think it was Mary. Okay. Um, yeah. That's but, nice though. Yeah. It, it's, um, she was, I just remember I was very, I was pretty young when she passed away, hmm. but uh, she was very gentle. I remember her hands. Um, she came to visit Canada when I was very little. And so, yeah, just so much of the Irish influence in everything that I do. And I, I, I get emotional listening to Irish music still. I just love it so much. Yeah, absolutely. And what songs did you perform with your siblings and, you know, St. Patrick's Day parties with your dad and all that yes. stuff? What kind of stuff? Yeah. Oh, man, we, we loved the, um, the melancholy stuff, the sad stories. Actually, that explains why, we, why I love country music as well. There's a lot of, like, yeah. very uh, tragic storytelling. But, um, yeah, we loved The Minstrel Boy, uh, Danny Boy. <laughs> Uh, Fields of Ath and Rye. We uh, we nice. sang Fields of Ath and Rye in in three part harmony, um, and I mean those songs come back really quickly. You know when when I when we get together we can sing yeah. them again and it it feels very natural. So that's amazing. That's great, Kat. That's a great story. So of course then you, you know you and and um, some of your older brothers you guys do the uh, the Higgins family band of course that um yeah yeah yeah. If, 
you've talked about this to death, but you know, maybe some of my audience doesn't know this, but you guys had a bunch of, uh, you, got, you guys were very successful in Canada, a bunch of record, bunch of awards. Yeah, we were, well, we were, you know, we got nominated and, and we had a lot of exposure. We were super blessed to kind of yeah. just get embraced by the Canadian music industry. And um, we did a lot of touring. I felt like I learned the, uh, all about what it's like on the road pretty quickly. Um, yeah. It's pretty grueling. But it is so rewarding, that feeling when you're in the middle of the stage, just looking out at these faces and they feel it and you feel it. It's just magical. But Same energy, right? I bet yeah. you miss that. Oh, I absolutely do. Oh, my gosh. Um, because there's something that's magical about live music. It's just, I mean, people yeah. can film it, but it's not the same. When you're there, no. you have a moment. I agree. You know? And, it's, and these it's, live streams have been cool, you know, to see Chris Martin with his cat and his pajamas. Oh, that's been nice and, 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 and good. And we appreciate it, but it's not the same. It's not. I know. I really hope that it comes back soon because, uh, you know, there's just nothing like it. It, it moves through you. It's electricity. It's incredible. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we did so much of that in Canada. And uh, when we got our record deal in Canada, the family band downsized uh, one of the members. We had four, mm -hmm. uh, two sisters, three sisters and one brother, including yeah. me. Uh, and one of the sisters, um, my sister, Mary, she, um, she decided to, to just have a, a regular life and not do the music thing. So, but anyway, I, I still, we still get together. Um, but this was not Eileen, home. right? This is Eileen was but, later at the end. Okay. Eileen was the we'll one yeah, she was the one that when she decided to to slow down and, and leave, like she was the pillar of the band, I would say. Oh, um, rough. You know, yeah, she she was the the center, at least for me. She was the extrovert. I was like, yay, I can just sit back and like she'll do the talk. Um, but I loved it. I would just we talk about um, our dynamic and how fun it was to be in interviews together because I would be there, kind of throwing in the random thoughts and she would kind of lead it and it was just so fun but but yeah no i eileen um eileen and i are still really close mm -hmm. so glad we had that time together cool and you're a super aunt now right yeah yeah i have lots of nieces and nephews and they're growing so fast um I'm, i try to zoom with them as much as i can oh my god you must be their hero they must you, you're bragging rights in all their schools i'll tell you that right now Oh my goodness. They're so cool. I mean, they, yeah, they're, they're so young and there's, I still just feel like, um, I have to catch up with how, uh, how the young people talk right now. Like they're, they're little girls. So they, they're catching on with like what TikTok is and stuff and just like young things. <laughs> I feel like I, I don't know enough about TikTok, but, um, I love catching up with them for sure. That's cool. That's cool. So, okay. So, so, so when Eileen kind of left the band, that was rough. That was kind of like the breaking point a little bit, right? Yes. Yeah. Tell me about like, oh my God, like that, that, I know, I know that was a little bit rough for you at the, at the moment. Um, was it like a conversation? Did you guys see it coming? Was it like shocking or, or was it like the writing was on the wall? It was kind of on the wall. I mean, mm -hmm. we were changing so much. Um, but I still didn't believe it when it was, when we decided it, like, you know, we kind of 
she sort of shared her feelings and then um, she had to be real with me. I remember where I was when she was first telling me and stuff. And it just, when you're, when you're young and you've been playing music for 10 plus years, I mean, that's like most of your life. Yeah. And so I just couldn't, it was really hard to imagine what life could be like without the band. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it was so healing and it was, uh, really good for me to learn how to think of myself as an individual and, you know, ask myself, what do you, what do you want to do, Kat? You know, yeah, just go do it. So it's so interesting when you, when you make that switch of seeing things like, what if I don't look at this as the end of right. something, but as the beginning of something else, it's so simple. And it's like, it can really change everything. Absolutely. And I think there are so many versions of that. I mean, I think a lot of people, cling to whatever they have right now um, when the best thing they can do is kind of open their hand and, and let, I don't know if you believe in God or whatever, but you know, yeah. I, I really do believe that, that, that God makes it very clear to us what we mean we need to do next. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's very scary. Change is scary, but it's, it's so yeah. scary. Yeah. It's so scary, <laughs> but it's, it's so invigorating when it, when it shows like to be a good thing. I love it. Kat, you're such a great role model, not only with your music, but with all these ideas. Like, you got it together. I love it. It's well, great. I'm inspired. Te you're teeing up the, the answers, though. <laughs> you know, you're a good No, question. man. Yeah. This is awesome. This is awesome, Kat. Um, I, I do want to move to when you move to Nashville, but I just want to ask you one more question about your family because it goes back to that, what we were talking about and kind of being resilient and all that. It's like your older brother, he was in a pretty severe forklift accident, right? Yes. But yes. I bring it up because he has a happy ending. Yeah, that was an, that's another yeah. thing that's just like, where does that, I mean, they said he would never walk again. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we, I mean, we had always sung together as, as siblings and, you know. How old uh, were you when this happened? When he broke his back, I think I was like 11 or 12. So it was like an early kind of like, oh shit, like life can get a little heavy. Exactly. Yeah, th that was the first experience. Uh, that was the first trauma that I would say we as a family experienced um i remember where you know it's i was in the kitchen looking at my mom when she got the call it was just me and her standing there and i remember my my mom on the phone just went down to the ground and oh i'd never seen her her like her just collapse she, like she just knew oh my god well she, she got yeah she got the call that he was in a serious accident like and they didn't know if he was gonna live and uh that he broke his back and when most people when they hear you know your son broke his back it's like change forever you know it'll never be the same and most people don't walk again well where the where the break happened uh if it was higher he would have been a quad quadriplegic like they said he might not have any use of his neck from his neck down and then they said oh just his legs he'll be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life and then through physiotherapy and um, prayers and all that, I mean, it was amazing. amazing. He, amazing. he walks n normally, like you can't even tell. He doesn't even walk with a limp. So yeah, we're just- Such a great story. Such a great story. And, and all these things kind of like listening to all your music, the ones that you've written and the ones that you are performing now, like, man, all this is like little scars that like make the color of it. You know, it's really, oh, it's really wow. nice. Thank yeah. you. Gosh, I don't, I mean, I feel like- 
when people go through really hard stuff and heavy stuff, even if they're not talking directly about those experiences, there's just this knowing that uh, people suffer. And so it can make you um, see other people's suffering maybe a little bit more clearly when you're in front of them. You know, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Kat. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, okay, so all this happens and then, you know, you, you, you go solo. You're like, all right, it's time. It's, it's my time to um, maybe take this risk. You go to Nashville. Mm -hmm. uh, you start going periodically, right, a little bit. And uh, you come across, you know, we all have these people that have changed our lives, right, that come at this intersection moment and, uh, and we can just never thank them enough, um, you know. And, of course, I'm talking about Derek, Derek Rutten. Absolutely. And his wife, Margaret, right? And Derek Rutten, for my audience that doesn't know, he is a Canadian, very successful songwriter in his own right. Right. And he lives in Nashville and took you under his wing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, Derek Rutan. Yeah, he, um, he's had a bunch of success as an artist as well as a songwriter. And I would say he's just a great example of dedicated hard work. Um, he's very passionate about songwriting and country music history. Margaret and I always joke about, he has, you know, he has a Rolodex in his head of information and years and middle names. And like, you know, he, he just knows all the facts about country music. It's amazing. But um, yeah, he, I, I'm thankful uh, for what he taught me and, and the, introductions he made for me. I mean, he introduced me to Pat Higdon and that is my guy. He's still my publisher Amazing. all these years. I've been here. Um, we did a co-venture with songs in LA first, mm -hmm. and then we did this co-venture with BMG almost five years ago. So uh, I'm super thankful yeah. for all, everything Der Derek Rattan has done. And Margaret, Margaret's like my, whew, my soul sister, mother, <laughs> friend. She's just that's Pure awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, shout, shout out to Derek and Margaret for, you know, helping us give this artist to the world. So shout out oh, to them. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, 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 of course. So, okay, so you eventually moved to Nashville. What was your, like, first experiences, like, living here in, in the States? Not visiting, but, like, like, was it overwhelming? Was it scary? You know, new country? Absolutely. You know, yeah. big portions of food? The whole thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I had, I love all the food options here. Um, for sure. I think, I think I just put my head down pretty quick when I got here and, and realized I did not know much about songwriting. Like I had done some songwriting in Canada, but, um, I was really thankful to be around people that were kind of like teachers right out of the gate, you know? And I, so I learned that I didn't, I learned that I had to learn a lot. <laughs> Right. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of stayed busy. And um, when I first moved to town, I was working at a, you know, to, in order to have a, uh, in order to move to the U.S., you have to have a work visa lined up. Right. So I didn't move until I had um, something lined up. So with, with the publishing and all that? Well, I was taking meetings with publishers, mm -hmm. um, but it usually takes a while to sign a deal, even if there are some publishers that are interested, it, you know, you got to write with their writers and you got to be available in, in Nashville to kind right. of dance with them a little bit before they sign you. And so I was super thankful that this guy named David Kalmuski 
right around the time when Derek Rattan was introducing me to publishers, I met a producer, uh, engineer, um, David Kalmuski, who we just got talking and, and uh, I told him that I had done some audio engineer work, um, which is another side of the story too. I, I, I studied audio engineering um, for a year just so that I could learn how to help produce the Higgins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I wanted to get my hands in there, but I didn't know the equipment or the software and I wanted to learn that. So, so I learned that when I was in Canada, like years before moving to Nashville. And um, anyway, so this studio um, that David Kalmuski ran, they did a work visa with me mm -hmm. and they hired me to be a vocal engineer and nice. a vocal editor. Yeah. So, so my first year I, I worked for her, for them while I took meetings, I would, so I would write during the day and then I would go do that at night. I would work in, in the studio at night. So it was pretty intense, but it was so exciting. So, so yeah, that's a long winded way of sort of saying. Oh, it's how great. Oh, no, absolutely. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank oh. you. So, um, okay. So, so let's fast forward your songwriting and, and you, you work with, you're working with like the A-listers with some of your heroes, right? Like, I mean, Carrie Underwood, uh, Kenny Chesney, dude, like insane stuff. I, I have, I have a couple of questions about this. Like number one, uh, how is it when they like, how do, when you meet with someone like Kenny Chesney, yeah. it's like, like, how are those first meetings? Like, like, do you meet over coffee? Do you meet in a conference room? Like, how do you find out how he, what he wants the whole thing? Like, give us a picture. Well, we don't, I uh, see the thing with songwriters is you show up every day mm -hmm. and, um, you don't write specifically for one artist. Like you don't walk into the room saying, this is going to be presented to Kenny Chesney at the end of the day. Yes, you go in with your head thinking, well, Kenny Chesney's cutting soon, so let's try and write for him. But Got it. the song goes to your publisher and then from your publisher, they have a pitch meeting and uh, they call them song pluggers. So, you know, they're, they're your publisher and they're also a song plugger. I, there's all these terms anyway but they have a pitch meeting and basically that's how that happened. I, I had never met Kenny and, um, and the Carrie Underwood cut, I had not met yeah. Carrie either, but you know, after the song, they, they would hear a song so that the A&R for the record label has a pitch meeting with the publisher. And so the A&R uh, say like Sarah Kanabi over at uh, Broken Bow, um, I'm just using that as an example. She'll, she'll meet with my publisher, get hear songs and put songs on hold. And then she plays those songs for the artist. It's just a long chain of command. It's amazing. It's okay. Long thing. So then that's when you get personal. That's what's really cool. When an artist loves a song enough to be like, who wrote this? I want to meet them. I want to write with them. You know, like stuff like that. When that it comes afterwards, it's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's what happened with Carrie and, uh, we wrote, we, she didn't end up cutting the other song we wrote, but, um, but yeah, so, and then Kenny, I just met Kenny after he cut the song, um, you know, around his release date and he was super cool. Um, had, that's awesome. and he's been such a supporter with my music so far. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I have to tell, I, I, I wonder when you write a song like as spectacular as knowing you can't, for example, um, is it 
I mean, is it weird? Is it hard? Obviously, I'm not a songwriter, so it's like this is like my my questioning. Just like letting it go, your baby, like for some like such a spectacular song. I remember Aww. Dolly Parton when I, I saw in a documentary that when she gave the song away and and stuff like that. Sometimes it can be a little hard, right? Like, absolutely. Uh, I would say it's hard to let go of the writing process. It wasn't hard to let go of the song to go to Kenny to really go anywhere. It's, it's wonderful to see it have its own life. So yeah. I wasn't necessarily, um, I, I wasn't possessive of the song. It was more, it, it was like, is it finished? That's yeah. what hard is for me to say, Oh, this is done 100%. I, cause I, my publisher will tell you as well. If you ask <laughs> me. I will tweak and tweak and tweak. I love tweaking. And I think it was Bob Dylan that said a song is never really finished. It's just abandoned. You just let it go. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and that's how it is. I know it's, it's like, I definitely feel that. So uh, in that way, yeah, it's hard letting it go, but it was not hard to let it go to Kenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least if you're going to let it go, let's let it go to this guy. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> top of my list, like, especially for that song and that chorus and everything, like Kenny was the exact voice artists that we were dreaming about so. yeah of course well cat oh my god you're being so generous with your time and time is flying but let me ask you a couple of questions about your songwriting um one that ties over with, with with songwriting and one with yours what is more satisfying when you hear a radio a song on the radio that you wrote or when you hear like i don't know we go driving which one which one gives you the butterflies more Ooh, like a song that i sing yes or i wrote to someone else right sang. right Oh, it's a different thing, but I would say, oh man, I, it's both just like when, when, when I got in the car and it was midnight, the night that Kenny Chesney put out, we go, uh, knowing you, um, it was overwhelming the amount of, I mean, I felt that so deeply. It, it, it was just, it, it made us, it, it brought the song to another level, but I think, um, the nerves i think i had more nerves like nervousness when when we go driving went live and was yeah. out in the world because not only had i sung it and wrote it but i produced it and you know edited those things and like i had i had help with all of it but it was um it's a different kind i can't even say which is more you know just different butterflies yeah but definitely i had butterflies with with uh when another artist cuts a song and you respect them so much, it's like very um, surreal. Surreal. Sure. Wow. Kat. And speaking of we go driving, that's one of the two songs that you've released this year too, right? Yes. Yes. And Oh my God, this one's beautiful. It's such a great song and it's such a great story. Um, so is it true that you came out with the concept after driving from, from, from a studio at like one in the morning and, and you see this visual in a car with a, with a child, like, oh my God, that's such an epic. It's, it's epic. Tell us, tell us about the oh story. Oh my gosh. It was just so weird because um, that's kind of sad, you know, it's a sad thing to remember. And, um, but you know, it, it made me realize that kind of, that picture that I saw was like, it probably happens a lot, you know, like right. the idea that little children are, are, in a car late at night, you know, I know a lot of people would go on road trips and they'd have their children and, 
in the back seat or the front seat of their car, you know, and there's no uh, domestic violence going on. But, but it was, I'm so glad that I just started writing that night when I got home, because that's a perfect example of what you just said at the beginning was like, I could have just gone to bed and said, you know, cool. You know, that, I mean, that, what, what happened there? And it was, it was lingering in my head of like, wow. But if I hadn't started the song right then, I don't think we would have written it. Um, and I had so much of that visual bouncing around before I went to write with Troy Burgess and yeah. Troy just wrapped it up so concisely. It was wonderful. Um, I love it. What a great story. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's great. Um, okay. Let's talk about let it go. Okay. Which you just released like maybe less than two weeks ago, like 10 days ago. Yes. What a great song. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh Thank my God. Like goosebumps when you hear it. I, I, I know there's, Oh yeah. I know there's stats like this on Spotify. I'm sure you can find them. I, I'm telling you, I bet you can see people have played it like back to back to back to back. That's it's one of those really cool. Yeah, it's one of those songs that like once you hit play, like you hit play like five times. Oh, uh, you are just making me feel so good. Thank you. <laughs> that is like the most, the greatest thing that somebody could hear. I mean, to 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 want to get a second listen. Um. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like, I love that everyone is digging it. You know, um, yeah. I was hard to know what song to put out next. You know, like because I have this group of songs that we've kind of rearranged the release strategy on it because we were going to start with an up-tempo um, and we go driving is kind of a mid, but uh, the next song that I'm going to put out is going to be an up-tempo. So, um, but I'm glad that gone, let her go. People could relate with that. Oh yeah. Know? And it flowed from we go driving. I like the message saying like, you know, we're leaving and then, and then the song, the next song is like, we're gone, you know, let go of it, you know? <laughs> and so, totally, totally. You know? Um, Cause who can't but, relate to that? Everyone. Well, right. Exactly. I mean, who, who hasn't struggled letting go of someone and who hasn't left someone that they've had, you know, they've had to leave like, um, so yeah. And just embracing the, the reality of the situation and, and, and embracing nice. the healing, you know? Oh my God, Kat. That's awesome. You've been so generous with your time. Oh, thank is, you. is, is the rumor true that uh, you're going to maybe perform a little song for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Yes. Sure. Oh my God. We're so excited. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no. It's a special I... treat. Thank you so much, Kat. Um, so what kind of, your, what, what song are you thinking? I mean, like there's so many options. Well, um, well, what are you feeling? What are you feeling as an artist right now on this? What day is today? Thursday. What are you feeling? On you know, I could play We Go Driving. I mean, Bobby, so Bobby Hamrick, uh, my co-writer on Gone Let Her Go, came up with that guitar, that acoustic guitar uh, riff. And so, you know, uh, when I play it, it's a little bit different. But, but I, you know, I, I drove We Go Driving uh, uh, guitar wise so I can so I'm comfortable kind of playing that on on acoustic oh my god can't wait thank you so much what a treat oh yeah should I just play a verse first verse and chorus and then uh whatever you want oh, okay you have the floor okay thank you this is uh, we go driving by Kat Higgins everybody you can play it now on Apple Music Spotify and wherever you consume your tunes thank you
And my Superman pajamas, I'm all tucked in. Watching the fan go round, trying not to listen. TV doesn't drown out daddy's voice downstairs. And mama comes in and whispers, let's go driving. And we go driving, get that feeling like we're flying. Mama takes me where the stars are out and lights are dancing. On that fast road, she says, lay your head beside me. Ain't no one can catch us when we go driving. Hope you're ready for Bridgestone Arena, 18,000 <laughs> people with their iPhones Thank lit up, so swaying good. their arms to that because that's your future really yeah. quickly coming. Now, what a great song, spectacular song. Thank you so much for playing that, Kat. Thank you for having me on your show. And, and thank you for giving, you know, we went way over time, but it was just a treat, oh, you know. Oh, it, 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 no, that's what happens when you're having fun. That's what, ha- no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. There's, it doesn't matter. It's, we're having fun. Thank you so much, Kat.